Hey, Kyle, you uh, uh, w welcome our, our guest today. Okay. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Knife Journal podcast. Yep. Episode number nine. Episode nine. So I've been a very lazy boy. I have all this interview material that I'm sitting on and I've been tied up. Um, so we decided to just put it out there. Just come on the air as just the regular two dudes. And <laughs> <laughs> we've, a lot of uh, intervening monkey business has gone down. So Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure you've been busy. Yeah, I'm Kyle Versteg. And, and I'm uh, I'm Jim Noka. Yeah, he's the boss. I I'm just talking today. Yeah. So um, check I'm out. Uh, go ahead. It's a teaching moment. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> check out uh, knifejournal.com. To uh, you know, we've got forums on there up and running. We try to answer questions on there. You can send us emails. Uh, knifejournal at podcast.com or <laughs> knifejournal. What is it? It's podcast at knifejournal.com yeah see enough of that stuff we're getting bogged down in minutiae okay well <laughs> so what do you want to talk about well first off you you just came back from a uh, uh an epic journey yeah i went all the way out to san diego to to um get get uh you know some continuing ed education in my real profession because they, uh, you know, they require you to have so many hours a year, like 50 hours a year of, like, uh, lectures or whatever it is you happen to be doing. And so I went out and did that and uh, explored San Diego, saw some cool stuff. You know, I saw a, a skateboarder on the, I, I rode the public transportation around out there quite a bit because um, I'm cheap and it's like four bucks for a whole day <laughs> my little t-rex arms just couldn't quite reach the wallet to, to get in a cab so uh, I rode public transportation all over the city and I was really surprised because California's got some pretty strict knife laws and uh there was a skateboarder of all people with a, a pocket knife yeah I saw the mm -hmm. clip on the outside of his pocket and I was like whoa a skateboarder with a knife—that's cool, because <laughs> usually that's did, not the demographic, you know. That that I would no. Think did of. you uh, did you ask him about it, or no, or, I, or did I, you just assume it was a knife? Because it could have been like a comb, or a, could have been a skate key. Yeah, I suppose it it, it looked pretty pocket knifey though. I mean, it had the I saw the top of the knife and stuff. No, oh, I suppose okay. it could have been like uh, you know like a comb or like some girl grooming tool that he was carrying. Like a switch comb. Yeah, you know, some <laughs> fancy thing. So, uh, so that was so. Neat. You, I saw some pictures on Facebook. I saw that you had, uh, yeah, ate at some pretty nice places. Yeah, you know, there's if you're if you're ever out in San Diego, you got to check out Old Town. Yeah. It's uh, this little historic Mexican villa place, and it's awesome. They, the food there was good and then uh just so many different things to see I, I contracted this uh guy from tijuana he made me a wallet on the spot and it's got like cowboys and skulls and all this stuff on it. it's awesome and then i i contracted him to make me a, a holster mm -hmm. you know one of those with a gunslinger belt that's you know kind of real loose so it hangs down and all that you know big big huge belt i got him to make me one of those and a holster for 50 bucks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that should be a good deal when it comes. I uh, 
you know, you talk about holsters. I got a uh, uh, a message from from Dwayne uh, a while back saying how embarrassed he was the that I got his shoulder holster. Oh, from Armor All Leather. Yeah, and I and I kind of chuckled about that because it was I think it was the first thing that he ever sold. Oh, and you and got way it. Back yeah, and I and I got it, and, um, and it was and it, it was it kind of reminded me of when I when I was talking to him about it. I said uh, years ago when I got yeah. it, you know, he was like, "Well, you know, it's the first thing I made, and you know, it's got roses on it, and it's got you know, and it's left-handed, and it's kind of cool, and it's you know, but it's it's the first one that I made." He kept saying, "You know," and I was like, "That's yeah. fine," you know, and I and I bought it from him. Yeah, and uh, he was so excited about about actually selling something it was i remember that being being kind of neat yeah yeah because then you're then you know you're in the in the real business right 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 um we were uh talking a little bit earlier about this uh uh website that showed up on once again on facebook uh i happened to cross it and it was it's a, a looks like a company out of Latvia and I don't know anything about it. I don't know what their quality is. I don't know what their I don't know anything about them except for what I saw on their website. I don't, I don't right. own one of these at all. So um but I was laughing because the minute I saw the video of them making an axe, I immediately felt the need to go put together a an old-fashioned forge <laughs> bricks and and uh find myself you know a 400 pound anvil and yeah and and start making axes axes Boy, yeah it's fun you know the problem like i was telling you earlier with with trying to make axes is finding that steel <laughs> you know like finding enough steel a big big enough chunk that's that's going to be a blade steel or whatever a suitable steel to do that you know, unless you're buying it in the the semi truck load, it's kind of hard to get people to sell you stuff. You know, so there's that. Well, yeah, and, and of I course think I've, um, I've had a misadventure with steel. But finish yeah, your thought. Well, you mentioned that a little bit earlier, and and uh, if you could expound on that a little bit. Okay, well, I'm going to tell our audience. We'll let our audience be the judge here, and okay. I'm not going to use the and, guy's and, name. And I, I haven't heard this story yet, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the judge too. I'll be like judge. Uh, what well, was you, that guy's name? What was uh, that guy uh, on TV? Wapner. Judge Wapner. Let me be yeah. Judge Wapner. So this is like the knife court. <laughs> okay, yep, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> instead, we'll of, have instead our, of night court, instead of night court, we'll call it knife court. Yeah, and it's like, um, and the, you know, we can have our our listeners weigh in too. Okay. I'm not, and I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of looking for advice here because I don't know what the right answer is. So anyway... I order from this pretty darn famous guy in the steel business, at least for um, knife makers. You know, guys that are like me, they're just ordering like, you know, you might order a few hundred bucks worth of steel at a time, right? Mm-hmm. And I go to his website, and uh, I kept sending him emails like, do you have this, do you have this, do you have this, like, and never returned any of my emails. So that should have been like, uh, signal number one right there but then one day I go to his website and he's got the inventory updated and he's got exactly the pieces of steel that I need I needed um, two inch tall by quarter inch thick uh, 1095 and and it's like the only place I could find it and so I 
I placed an order. I ordered uh, 20 feet of that. So I ordered, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, the shipping on that's like $65 or something. And and so I clicked on that, um, got everything all all squared away, um, you know, double-checked everything, made sure I wasn't ordering one bar that was like some jank steel or whatever, and clicked submit, hit it, everything was double-checked. I get an order confirmation, and the shipping uh, changed from what I ordered, which was $66, to second-day error, which was $198, right? Just just by, after I submitted, their computer system automatically changed it to, you know, something that's like three, three and a half times as much. You wow. Know, I don't, I don't need it to be, I didn't need it to be there second day. So I immediately sent him an email and called. And so I got on the phone with him right away, talked to him for like 35 minutes, you know, t telling him he wanted to know everything I was doing, wanted to know all about like, you know, setting up, uh, what kinds of blades I'm going to make and what I wanted to do. And then he wanted to know if I wanted to get him water jet cut from him. And I'm like, well, maybe let me, let me make a bunch of them and sell them. And then I can finance the next order, uh, enough that we can, uh, that I can get them water jet cut. So I had tentative plans to do another, um, you know, 50 blades water jet cut, whatever that would cost out of 1095. And I'm assuming that it's, you know, 50, the bare minimum you're going to walk away on that is going to be probably $15, $20 a blade, I'm guessing. You know, so you're talking pretty pretty conservatively, after you add shipping, a $1,000 order that was already planned and would have happened, right? Mm -hmm. And I, at the end of the phone conversation, I say, well, just, uh, you know, the reason I called is um, I... I placed an order and it changed my shipping from, you know, the El Cheapo method to the uh, second day air method. And he's like, oh, you don't want that. And I'm like, no, I don't because it's three times as much and I don't care when I get the steel because I got to get a grinder yet. He's like, yeah, okay, well, I'll change that. And so I hear him clicking around on the computer and he goes, oh, and I'll have to credit your account and whatnot. Clicks around a little more and he's like, okay, all taken care of. And I go, okay, great, you know, hang up and I went to San Diego, come back. And there's a steel thing sitting on my uh, porch, second day air, right? So I'm like, oh, crap. Sweet. And I, I, I go and I look in my bank account, and not only did he charge for the second day air, but he didn't, he didn't uh, you know, re, refund anything. So he, he charged it and... Like, and you got it second day air. And I got it second day air. So I'm screwed because I can't really say, you know, hey, I never, you know, I didn't authorize this charge because I did authorize the charge, um, but I didn't authorize that shipping method. And I did call him and have this, you know, half hour, 35 minute conversation with the guy saying, hey, switch this over. And I was assured it was switched over, but, um, you know, he, he sent it. The, the original shipping method anyway for who the hell knows what reason why you would rip somebody off a hundred dollar order when you've when you've got a thousand dollar order a few weeks away right you know, i don't i don't understand well, that at all well, why um out of curiosity when did you when it when it flipped over to and charged you the full amount or the the second day air amount did mm -hmm. that did that automatically did that do that after you authorized it 
I, or I it, listen. I I went through the order and checked it with a fine tooth comb because I've had it where I've ordered something before, and um, their their back end system or whatever will sneak in some crazy steel that you didn't want. You know, these are not really sophisticated systems. So before I hit submit, I verified everything. You know, I verified it. You know, shipping everything, address everything, so that everything was perfect. And, and so then when after, it, so then when you when after you ver- I hit submit. It, That's where it, it, it changed it the to, price. Yeah, it switched it. Well, it didn't. It did. It said thank you for your order or whatever, and then I got an email on there that it, uh, a confirmation of the order with not the shipping method that I wanted, but the shipping method that was that like two hundred dollars. Yeah, you know. And so, well, I would say I would say you definitely have uh, recourse, and I found him, I find him guilty. Well, I I not only find him guilty, I find him stupid. Yeah, because I, this is—I mean, to me, this is what I would do. I would—I think I would call a credit card company and say, you know what? I'll call my bank and say, look, I'm—I'm I'm challenging this because this—these numbers changed after I submitted it. I talked to him once on the phone, and he told me that he was changing it. Obviously, he did not. And uh, actually, you know what I would do? First off, I would call him and I'd say, look, this is what happened. I'm going to give you an opportunity to to change that. Yeah, because he can credit you that amount. Yeah, I'll credit it off another order. Well, no, know? he can credit it right off your card. Yeah, but even even so, I mean, he did he did ship it that way, so he it, is it out the matter. shipping on that. I, you I know what? I, it doesn't matter. Fair, it doesn't. You know? It doesn't matter. I, I would huh. be fair too. If it was, if that was my company and that shit happened to me, or happened to one of my customers, I would try to. I'd bend over backwards to try to make it right. Well, me too. You know, and I'd I would be say, absolutely and, certain. And, right, and I would say. That if you called me up and said this got by, regardless, I would say, "Geez, Kyle, I'm sorry. I'll I'll credit you the I'll credit you that shipping. So yeah. I, and I'll credit your card, whatever that shipping cost was. You you wouldn't pay for it. I would eat it. Right, and that's what I would do too. You know, but that's yeah. how honest people do business. And that's and that's know? how he should do it. And if he wants to be in business for any length of time, that's how he should do it. And he should probably fix his website so that it doesn't do that. Well, you know. I would or, say that that's relatively that important. Do it, yeah. But but anyway, so I'm like pretty pretty angry at that, you know. That I I took the time to call the guy, and then you know he screwed it up anyway. But then yep. you know then I'm kind of torn. It's like look, you know, uh, he did ship it second day air, so you know I don't know if I want him to eat the cost. You know that that doesn't seem fair to me either. Although, I mean, how would that not pretty... be fair to you? Well, because he he's out that money. If he if okay, if you take your car to a mechanic yeah. and the mechanic says, "Oh, it's this part," mm-hmm. and in the meantime, I want to change the tire, mm-hmm. and you say, "No, no, don't change the tire," and, and you say, "Well, it anyway. okay. yeah, <laughs> and well, he then I just... it anyway." Well, then and you say, "Well, it's you know." I'd be like, tough, you can take it off if you want and put my other tire back on, or I can come back with a brick later, and that nice picture window is going to go away. The problem is, <laughs> the brick method won't work here, unless you consider yeah, but I put the show a brick. <laughs> but, I, but, I put a, um, but I put the tire on your car. Yeah, you well, the tire. I told you not to. You yeah, but I, but, yeah, but so what? It's yeah. not fair that I'm out the tire. I see where you're going with that, you know. And so immediately, I, I, the, I would, I would definitely say he needs to, he needs to credit you for that shipping, and he needs to eat it. 
That's okay. all there. There's no, there's no any other way to get that fairly resolved. Okay. Well, I sent him an email, and of course, I got no reply. <laughs> oh yeah, that figures. So I guess I'll, I guess I'll call him tomorrow and and see what's up. We well, know what we could do. What's that? Um, we can say, listen to this podcast, and then. Two weeks from now, say if this isn't taken care of, we're gonna just start mentioning whose whose company this is. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of extortion. I want to at least give him a chance to make it right. I know. And then if he well, does, if he doesn't make I would it right, too. And, and I would I'll too. And I and I know this guy, and I know that he's. I know that he has he has some issues about different things, and I, you know I don't I don't do business with him because. I'm not buying steel. Yeah. So it so it doesn't, you know, I I know I'm from doing some other stuff. And uh and, and it's kind of funny because he he when it comes to like he had a big huge customer. I mean, a hu- biggest was buying more than 3 quarters of his steel that he was selling. Jeez. Okay? The guy was buying 3 quarters of the steel that this fellow was selling. And he did he just did nothing but throw him under the bus. Huh. I mean, he 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 basically was told him that uh, um, I don't remember the complete details of this, but I remember him. I mean, the fellow that was doing the buying went to the factory direct because he was buying enough steel that he could buy directly from the factory. Yeah. But he was buying it from that other fellow because he was just starting up, and you know. He's like that. You yeah. Know, he help him get him, give him a start and stuff, and get get his foot in the door because companies that are buying from, I mean, uh, blade makers, people that are forging blades, the amount of steel that they buy in a year isn't the production of frames for GM for one day. Oh gosh, the amount, no, no way! The amount, the amount of the amount of weight that they buy. Yeah, so no so way. it's such a small, minuscule amount of steel that that they're buying that it's hard to make a living at it. Yeah, selling it because it's it's so such a teeny amount. Well, so if you're in that business, you still need to have a couple customers that buy a substantial amount of steel. Yeah. So that you can keep the lights on and keep your, you know, your saw cutting steel and keep your, you know, keep your inventory in place. Well, and then, and, you know, if you've got a customer that's not only going to buy steel, but then get stuff water jetted for it from you, you, right. you know, maybe, well, that's whole, maybe that's something you think about, you know, maybe, that's you, a, maybe you think about not screwing them on a hundred dollar shipping or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's so a, stupid. That's a whole nother story right there too, but, um, <laughs> And 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 I I know a lot of that backstory, so there's there's other issues that are that are well, going I, on there. I, I think regardless, I don't know how much more business I'm going to do with that guy. I just need to find yeah. a, a better steel source. You know. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's not. You know, next, um, I'm trying to get a, a friend of mine on that is a a, a very very good bladesmith, mm-hmm. and. Um, I mean, he makes his steel. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> that that's not very but, helpful to me. <laughs> no. No. But but I think he he does have he does have sources that where you can 
I know where you can get steel. Yeah. Well, I I, I do too. I can get it from um, Jant Supply, which is well. No, uh, I think you. I, I want to even get it say USA Made bla- or US Knifemaker.com. Yeah, you know? I think that they sell stuff too. But I think that there's other places that you can get you can yeah. get steel. Well, and there's a there's a steel company in Des Moines that I can supposedly buy from. I just haven't called them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might look into that. But, uh, I noticed I noticed that you're uh, that you bought leaf spring you bought uh, uh, coil springs. Yeah, I have a life. I, so this is great. There's a, I, you know, I live in a small town, and if you if you somebody introduces you to somebody, you're in like Flynn, you know, as long right. as you're as long as you're honest, you know, and I'm I'm honest to the point where I consider the fact that he actually did ship it, you know. So that's the level of honesty here. I feel bad about asking for that shipping money back. Yeah. You know, that's that's the level of honesty, you know, and squeaky cleanness that I run business with. But so anyway, if you're like that and you get introduced to somebody, you're you're golden. So my next door neighbor has a lawnmower repair shop, right? And he's been just loading me up with lawnmower blades. And he's the guy that helped me arrange my forge. Well he also introduced me to this junk man. And this awesome. guy yeah, and he has everything. Like everybody brings them all their old metal crap, and he just tears it down and um, loads up a wagon and takes it up for scrap by weight. And I'm like, so I went up, stopped up there today. And he's he's just a bachelor, lives alone out in the country, uh, probably 67, 68 years old. And so if you go out there and you you talk to him, he's like very happy to see you and stuff. So I head out there, and uh, I'm like, well, hey, do you have any like coil springs? And he's like. Oh, I think I have a few. So we walk out by this tree out by the field, and he's got a pile of old, like, shock <laughs> absorbers with coil springs around it. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I'm like, well, how much would 20 bucks buy? And thinking that it'd be, you know, he'd sell me, like, maybe a couple of the springs for 20 bucks. He's like, you can have the whole pile and anything that I ever get in from now on for $20. <laughs> so I have a I have a lifetime. I I gave him twenty bucks and walked away with like three springs, and uh, I have a lifetime supply of spring steel now. Listen, you need you need to get leaf springs. <laughs> yeah, I know he's he's given me those too. So I yeah, said, that's awesome. and also because he's got this broken down old wagon, and he's like, well, when I take the springs off there, I'll give them to you. And also, if I see any other leaf springs, now I know you want them, I'll just set them aside for you. So I'm I'm golden there. That's cool. Tell them you want. You're looking for an anvil too. Oh, an anvil? Yeah, that might be that might be harder. If you want an anvil, I have an extra one. I'll oh, give I it to one, you. I got one, but it's not finished real nice. What's that? Mine, the top of mine isn't isn't finished oh. real well. I'm gonna ask Tim about that and see if it's worth if it's worth fixing it. Because I think you can. Uh, I think what they do is um, they. Uh, I think they weld on them. I think they weld on the top of them and then they. Add another they, plate. Weld yeah. A, weld well, no, 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 no. They the just top, they or? just weld they just weld it with beads, and then they put it on a uh, a surface grinding machine. Okay. And grind it flat. And then you'd you'd have to you'd have to heat you'd have to harden it again. I think. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That might be a bitch. Maybe um maybe you know maybe this another thing to th- ask him if it'd work if you like just welded a fresh plate on top. <clears throat> Like I don't a know if that does. Piece, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But I don't think that. I don't think that'll work. I yeah, think it we, might separate. Yeah. Well, on top of that, you wouldn't get. You would just beat that piece of that plate back down into into well, the anvil. Okay. If it wasn't, if 
Okay. So See, you're going to end up is, having to harden it anyway. Right. My my um, the top of the one that I have, it's got a, like a little hollow in the middle of it, and I don't okay. I don't know how it got there. It was like that when I got it, and so we'll see if I can do something with it. I don't know. But I've been looking online a little bit and man, there's some expensive anvils. Yeah. If I ever make a, if I ever get, make a million dollars selling knives, I'm going to buy like some big, huge, crazy one that they have to deliver on like two semis. Cause it's so huge. <laughs> it's going to have like, when you, when you're, when you're, we're done here, it. when we're done here, you need to watch that video and look at the size of the anvil that that guy's got. Oh, I bet it's just enormous. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it, it's funny. I know Tim's got a Tim's got a drop hammer that uh, oh wow. um, that that runs off of of a V8 compressor. Oh it's man, got, it's got a V8 engine running a compressor. It's a, it's an old steam steam hammer. Yeah, and when he touches that thing off, the um, seismologists make phone calls. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I see. That's the other thing. That's another dream tool. Like if I ever make a million dollars or whatever, I want to get a. I want to get one of those auto hammers like that. Mm-hmm. I, well, his you, is his I, is humongous. His man, is absolutely could, humongous. You could move so much metal with those; it's not even funny. You know, it'd just be. Of course, then it'd be dangerous if you get anywhere near that thing. You're toast. Oh yeah. Well, the but, the amount of concrete that he has, I want to say the hole in the ground is like eight foot deep, full of concrete. Jeez. Full of reinforced concrete, just to and that's what, it. yeah, that's what this thing's setting on. And, and I kid you not, when he's when he's pounding stuff, you feel. I mean, the ground shakes like crazy. He's wow. got he's got it sitting alongside of his uh, of his shop, hmm. and uh, like I said, he's got a V eight compressor. You know, like one of those jackhammer compressors. Yeah, that's what he's that's what he's got. A, it's got a V eight engine on it. That's what it's running. Oh man, running the uh, compressor with Whew. it's. Hose like two inches in diameter going up to it. Jeez. But I mean that was he picked it up in Detroit. I mean a lot of those old tools were, you know, were around. You yeah. know they they um uh, was you know back in the in the glory days those that was a pretty common tool because they were hammer forging all kinds of stuff, drop forging all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like hit step on a pedal and it would beat three times. Boom, boom, boom. And wow. I don't know how many tons that thing is, but I'll tell you what, you would not want to. I, I would guarantee that if you smacked your finger with that thing, oh, it would there's be. There's no finger left. There, there's no finger left. There would just be yeah. a smush mark. It, yeah, that's what happens. I've seen that injury. Before. Be a little little greasy spot on the on yeah. the steel. I've seen that injury before. You just do a revision amputation, and sometimes if they have a. You know, like if somebody gets run over by a train or whatever, or also big, huge, heavy industrial accidents like that, um, you have to be real careful because it might look good on the surface, but sometimes that pressure will shoot greases and things up along the tissue planes. And so, you know, if somebody gets their leg run over uh, and they get, you know, their lower leg run over, a lot of times I've seen it where it'll, the pressure of that will shoot grease and stuff all the way up to their groin. Ooh. Yeah, so those are some pretty devastating injuries, you know, to try to take care of those crush injuries. But I know it's it's uh I mean, can you imagine back in the 20s and 30s? When oh yeah, and they just didn't give a crap. It's like, okay, you crushed yourself. I'll just get another. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get another guy. Yeah. See you later. 
You're expendable. Yeah. 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 Man, oh, man. So what did you learn when you were at your little conference? Oh, you know, actually quite a fair amount of stuff. Um, Some new techniques and just some slick ways of doing things and, I don't know, just random stuff. The little little tips and tricks that kind of help you along. So, that kind of stuff. Sounds like fun. Not really. <laughs> I haven't been doing anything but cutting wood. Oh, for the winter. Yeah, cutting wood and uh, and uh, getting my house ready for renters. Hmm. That's it. That's that's been my life for the last oh since the wedding. That's been yeah. my life since the wedding. What do you got for knives? You rocking anything new? Um. Actually, I no. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I don't. Actually, I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> I just, I just got nothing. Have you heard? I'm any... looking at, I'm, I'm looking at my pile of knives here, and I got, I got nothing new. Oh yeah. You got I, something new? I, I do actually. I forgot. Um. I forgot. I picked this up. I, it was uh, some guy, uh, came up to Ethan's and um, had a whole big bag of like outdoor stuff right oh nice yeah and so um i got this uh fall knife and uh f1 for like a hundred bucks that's really good yeah um i don't i don't really like the sheath all that much because it's not let me see the extra sheath you know is it is it plastic yeah it's the plastic typical sheath um but uh i don't i don't like them when they're not ambidextrous and this one's pretty much a right hand only sheath yeah you know what i got and uh i really like it for that knife is I, I had a dangler and I took a belt keeper off my duty oh, belt. Oh yeah. Yep. And then I folded it under and put that belt keeper on there and I, it makes it a high ride sheath. That's cool. It worked really really quite well. And uh I mean it was, you know, a lot of guys don't like those dangler sheaths, but uh, and I don't wear it like a dangler, but when I wear it I wear it like that. It's pretty it's pretty cool. And it, it rides kind of high, so you don't when you're sitting in a car, sitting in a you know in my buggy or something, it doesn't uh, it doesn't hit the seat. Yeah, the the other option I would have um, would be to just stash it in the car, like in doesn't uh, that, my wife's doesn't car. Doesn't that um, uh, that that sheath knife doesn't fit in that sheath both ways? No, it doesn't. It's uh, it's not meant to do that. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean it's kind of funny because that's kind of an unusual sheath for that. That's not the st- that's not the stock sheath. Oh, it isn't. Uh uh-uh. uh Wonder what the stock sheath is. It's leather. Leather. They they make that. There's about four different options on that. You can get a that sheath that you have. Yeah. You can get a dangler sheath. You can uh-huh. get a flap sheath. Remember, like the like the buck uh, knives used to have the flap sheath. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you still can get a flap sheath on on their uh-huh. hunting knives. Um. You can get a flap she- uh, uh, a flap over sheath, and I think you can get a Kydex sheath for that. Huh. Yeah, so uh, you know, I could I could do that if I wanted to. You know, I think the knife is fine. Um, just a little mini review. I've been been using it. Um, I think it's fine. Uh, I mean, it's not. You know, everybody gives everybody just goes crazy about these fall knivens, and you know, they're like best knife ever and stuff and okay whatever um it's it's a good knife um i like it um but the handle could be better is you know it's a little bit too 
thin and flat is is the only thing. That's that's the Kraton handle one. Yeah, it's just the. I guess it's yeah, it's like a rubberized type handle. Yep. Yeah. And um, now they make know, they make that, uh, and I have one with a with a micarta handle. Is it shaped or is it just yes? Flat? Nope, it's shaped. It looks just like Mike's handles. Yeah, so then that would be the one to get. This that's probably the reason this was only a hundred bucks. I, I don't know. They're they're expensive to buy them new. Hmm. They're expensive to buy them new. A lot of people like those. Yeah. Well, I think I I like it. I, it's not something I would want for like prolonged use. Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it in the glove box in my wife's car. Um, mm-hmm. Or in somewhere like that, and then I'll have a hunting knife in there if we hit a deer or something, you know. <clears throat> so that'll work. Or you know, yeah. just for screwing around. You know, yeah, they're they're. Uh, I mean, it's some, that's a knife that that probably would be bene- would be more knife than most guys would ever need. Yeah. Mo- when I say that, most guys would ever need that yeah. because. Because a lot of people are not using knives the way we screw around with knives all the time, yeah, and and make stuff and do you know, but but if you were gutting one deer, oh, you this thing would clean house on a deer. That that deer that that knife is is very and plus if you in a in a situation when you needed something in a hurry and if you need if you needed a, an expedient shelter. You know that that knife will work just fine for that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it would it would be a good do-all hunting knife where you're out hunting. You're not out dicking around in the woods bushcrafting or crafting bush or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Getting man scout badges and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're uh, and we'll probably get mail on that because a lot of people like that knife for that. But, well, and I I like it. You know, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying for my hand, the the handle doesn't do it for me. Yeah, you know, and, and you know that that knife is actually a is actually a Swedish pilot survival knife. Okay, well that's, the, I, it'd that's be, what it'd that knife is that actually role. for. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying it's not a good knife. I'm just saying for me, you know, I've really kind of beating you down here. Yeah, I know. I've really kind of gone to you know the more ergonomic handle for yeah. for my own knives, just because even if I'm not using it for a pro- prolonged task. Like I'm so used to feeling a handle that feels right, that when mm-hmm. I have one that feels wrong and that I know I wouldn't be able to use for a big, long, prolonged cutting task, I just don't want anything to do with it. All right. You know, but I I got it just to kind of evaluate it and to to put in the glove box, and it was such a good deal. I just wanted to see, play with it and see see you know how how the knife worked, and I like it. I'm just it's just not my favorite. What's what you're gonna find is that it's a VG10 blade. Mm-hmm. Is that is that one of the laminated it, ones? It is. It's or actually, is it solid VG10? It's, it's, it, you can see the little uh, line um, okay. that's laminated. What you'll find is that knife will hold the edge for a long time. Uh-huh. That VG10 is is really a nice blade steel. Yeah. And this this one, um, I think that I'm feeling that this is a full convex like Mike does. Mm-hmm. So I like well, that. You know. he... He might have done that because I don't. They don't come that way. Oh really? This one's no. full. This one's absolutely full convex. Yeah, no, they don't come that way. They're flat ground with a convex edge. Okay. Well, maybe so my I'm guess is that wrong. somebody. My guess is somebody must with that a little bit. Hmm. And that's fine. It's not. Uh, um. It's a good. I'm trying to look for mine. See if I got one right here. I can't find one. 
but it's a good knife. You'll you'll like it. I in fact it was kind of funny because I just ran across a, my son's A1. He has an A1 version. It's the same similar handle, but a little bigger knife. Okay. And he touts that as being the finest knife that he's ever owned. <laughs> well, then it's perfect for him. Then that's, that's what, exactly that's what, what me he up, should yeah. have. You know. Yeah. You know, and, and that's funny too because a lot of this stuff is so subjective. You know, you yeah. you find guys that just like the flat slab sided handles and just fine. Just like you'll find guys that like the round handles, like that are on a stack leather handle handle. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that's, so, and that's good. I mean, that's why they make different kinds. <laughs> yep. I always say there's an ass for every seat. Yeah, and, and, you know, more power to them. You know, mm-hmm. buy them all. <laughs> I won't be competing with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, um, did you go anywhere that had custom steak knives when you were out west? Oh, God, yes. Oh, you got to hear this. This was awesome. I saw, um, and I, I put a thing on Facebook wondering how this was done. Uh, I went to Fleming's, um, you know, the prime steakhouse, and uh, it's they have these big, beefy-handled knives, these big, beefy-handled steakhouse knives, and then uh, it's it's full tang, and it's got a brass guard. So the brass guard is split in two, and then the full tang goes right over the top of it. Oh, so and it's pinned. No. There's, on the outside of that brass guard, there is absolutely no pin. So the only the only thing I can think that they would do would be to um, drill a pin through the tang, right? A real short one that that doesn't come out the sides of the guard, right? And then drill a corresponding hole in the guard, and then put the guard on the hidden pin like that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so th- you won't see the pin on the outside because the hole in the guard doesn't go all the way to the outside. So it's hidden on the inside. So you're thinking that they milled up a, a slot in the guard on the inside of the guard. Yeah, just take a just take and drill it. Just just drill a corresponding size hole and then put the guard on like that. That's how I would do it. Two halves? Yeah, two halves. It was two halves. Yes, it absolutely was. Because hmm. I, I stared at this, I put pictures on Facebook. Was, Mike it, did they, was, it, was it soldered or anything? Nothing. Nothing. There, there, and it, it's been, it's one of these, whoever made it did a pretty good job because you know it's been through the Hobart machine like a thousand times. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. scales were still good and tight and the guard was perfect. I mean, hmm. there was nothing wrong with it. Interesting. Yeah. So, so Did you take one? No, I, again, it's that honesty thing. Well, I, no, I, I didn't mean it like that. Know. I meant, you know, sometimes you can buy one of those steak knives. Oh, sometimes I should yeah, Sometimes they'll, they'll sell you one. I should have. No, should've I would never it, pocket one of those things. Yeah, I know. But I, I should have I asked him because I have, I have done that before where I'll buy something. Mm-hmm. But I was like, and by that point, I was like just wanting to get out of there. So I was so tired, jet lagged <laughs> and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to recover when you got since you got home? Oh, it wasn't look, so look bad. You're still, yeah. you're still yawning. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still a little, little bit screwed up because it's, it feels like it's two hours earlier here. Yeah. Well, you know what? And it's funny too because you're closer there than I am. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I'm another hour way. behind. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, it seems like whenever I make that trip out there, I'm I'm whooped for a couple of days coming back. Yeah. Because you don't know whether to to make the transition, the time transition, or just stay on our time the whole way and then come back on our time. 
it's hard if you try to do that for more than a couple days. That'll it really screws with your head if you try to do it for more than two days. You know. Yeah. So I was there for like almost a week. So I just I just bit the bullet. But you know what's fun? I think daylight savings is coming up, isn't it? Pretty quick. Yeah. So yep. so here's here's something for you to do because it always switches on a Saturday, right? I used to do mm-hmm. this when I was in uh, residency. Uh, I used to call it hogging my hour. And so the the clock would switch and it'd be back an hour earlier. And uh, I wouldn't switch any of my clocks. I would like, I would, uh, you know, keep keep on my old time all the way through the weekend. And then Sunday night, as I was going to bed, I'd put the clock back an hour. So I got an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> and there was there was one time where uh, there was one time my wife still cracks up about this that uh, it switched right as I was going on vacation. So I stayed back an entire week. Yeah, I stayed back that hour, and then when I when I got back on Sunday night, I I was going to bed. I put the clock back, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> I can go to sleep the next Get another hour. hour of sleep. Yeah, I think they do it. They think I think they do it uh, a Saturday night at two o'clock. Yeah, which which one though? Do you know or? No, I do not. Yeah, me neither. Fall back. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, they they go, or maybe they do it at one o'clock so that the you get an extra hour of drinking in. Yeah, that's uh, that's trouble. <laughs> you know, there's uh, you know, there's one where you, which one is it where it's two o'clock, and then all of a sudden it's three o'clock. That's in spring, oh, that's, right? That's spring. That's spring forward. Okay, so here's here's something you can win a bet with. Um, what you want to do is bet someone. Uh, that uh, you can name an hour of the of the year uh, where there are no car accidents ever during that hour, and it's the hour when that you lose when you switch ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a so you could win a bet like that. Or you'd probably oh, yeah. get beat up, <laughs> or I would. <laughs> so you don't hang around with very sharp people, do you? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I'm just teasing you too. So, I am just teasing you too. So uh, right now, I am splitting an ironwood rail Where'd so you I can get make it? a handle. Where'd you get it? I got you know I got a load of wood, and in the load of wood was several pieces of ironwood from and from Arizona. No, 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 no. It's our, it's our ironwood, okay, not okay. desert ironwood. Okay. It's ironwood we, that we have up here. Okay. And um, you guys make axe handles out of it, and they make uh, the old timers. That's what they yeah. used to do: make axe handles and make uh, um, pitchfork handles. That's They'd cool. make all that kind of stuff out of that, out of that ironwood. And uh, so, right now, I have sitting in my garage. Um, a piece that's about five foot long that's got wooden wedges maple wedges pounded into it along its length yeah and it's splitting and it's splitting apart that's cool yeah you, you should because uh... you're not supposed to use the you're not supposed to use the heartwood like you're not supposed to take a piece of ironwood and just shape the handle out of a round piece of ironwood you have to you have to quarter it yeah or half it 
and then make your handle out of half of it. So you're so you're taking out the, the yeah, hardwood. Well, that's like with axes. That yeah. When you when you go to get a hickory handled axe, here's a here's a tip for our home listeners. Um, and and whenever whenever I'm rehanging an axe, I'll go to I'll I'll travel to like ten or fifteen different hardware stores until I find the right handle. And so what you're looking for in your in your handle, and this is what I always do. Um, is uh, you're looking for a hickory handle or, you know, some, up by you maybe you, it's ironwood, I don't know, but by me you're looking for a hickory handle where the grain of the wood is running as close to perfectly vertical through the handle as you can. So from mm-hmm. the top of the handle to the bottom of the handle, it's vertical. And you don't want to see any heartwood on there at all. Right. You know, so they, they have to... They have to harvest it the way that that you do, and then then you want to make sure it's straight and you know all those sorts of things. But you know to find an actual axe handle that's made that way from the ones off the shelf in the hardware store is very difficult. You know, so I the last time I hung an axe, I went to five different stores. Yeah. Yeah. This. One. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get my draw knife out and. Oh please. Well, we'll take a break here. We got a phone call. Well, I'm hanging up on it. Oh, okay. So, and I'm going to shut my ringer off. So, did you hear my computer say it's 6 o'clock? Oh, it is? No, I didn't hear that. So, it must be just placed through my... my I have my, my computer set up, and a little lady voice comes on and says, It's 6 o'clock. <laughs> Very nice, like a town crier or something. Yeah, exactly. So it yeah. says that all the time. So obviously I have my earplugs in, so it, so it didn't get picked up by the microphone. But that's cool. But yeah, that that um, you know they they use ash handles a lot, and they they do the same thing with ash handles. But you know what's interesting? I see a lot of um, guys that are making tomahawk handles and axe handles and hatchet handles out of um, curly maple. Or tiger, tiger maple, curly maple, whatever you want to call it, that it's got the stripes in it, the yeah, striped maple handle. How is that for wearability, I, or is it just a visual thing? I, I think it's a visual thing, but but I don't believe that it must not be that big of an issue because you see a lot of people. I mean, I have I have a, a boarding tomahawk that has yeah, a, yeah. that has that on it, and I have my cane has that tiger stripe on it, and that's a I mean that's pretty tough. Of course, I don't chop wood with it, but yeah. Um, I, I just wonder, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer to that is. Seems like, running, seems like you'd worry about it, but maybe uh, not, you know. I was running uh, through one of my boxes of uh, of hatchets, and I ran across an old Norland double-bitted uh, hatchet. Oh, double-bitted hatchet? Yeah, yeah, it's about this big. Oh, man, so you it's, it's like it's 10 a inches little, or so. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's just a teeny little guy. Yeah. Really, it's and it's from it's old. I mean, it's yeah. Why would they make a double bit hatchet? I have no idea. Maybe a, no idea. maybe a real small guy wanted an axe to. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> to I don't know. With. You know what? I almost think that it was. I almost think that it was a uh, a camping tool. One side is used for maybe splitting wood, and the other side is using for cutting wood. Yeah, we'd have to look at the geometry. Yeah, but you know the 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 the, uh, the blade ch- and and I don't use it because it's it's an antique, so yeah. I, I don't fuss with it. But um, but it seems to me that the geometry is different on both on both uh, cutting edges. 
Huh. It's a little steeper on one side than the other. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking that probably one side is for splitting, like a splitting type mall for for kitchen wood or something. And mm-hmm. my, you know, if you were if you were a packer, it would be it would be a handy it would be a handy piece to have with you. Yeah, I have uh, I have an old Norland that my dad had when he was a kid. Uh, the handle's a little loose on it, but I don't I don't want to use it. I just kind of want to look at it, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to rehang it. But you know, around here. Um, if you go to a farm, uh, what you're going to see nine times out of ten is a double bit axe. Right. And that's that. It's been that way since I was a kid, um, and it's always been that way. The farmers around here have double bit axes, and and so for people that don't know what that is, um, a double bit axe has basically instead of having a pole or a place that you can hammer with, it's got another sharp edge there and the double bit axes that that we have around here one edge is sharp so you're going to use that for your um for chopping down your tree or whatever you're going to do and the other end is not as sharp and it's beefier and it's it doesn't come to as fine of a point and they call that end the grubbing end because what you would do with these double bit axes is you chop down the tree with the sharp end and then you'd use the um, grubbing end to chop the roots out you know, so you, you get down in the dirt and, and chop the roots, and then you have your horse team pull the stump out or whatever. See, when I was a kid growing up, um, it was kind of funny because my old man never bought a log splitter until after I moved away. Uh-huh. And I used to split all my wood with a uh, with a double-bitted axe. Yeah. Because well, I used to use the grub end was a, was kind of a, almost kind of a mall end. I mean, it was, it was more blunt, and it yep. would split... It would split real well, and then it had extra weight that you could, uh, and it was a technique, you know, probably not the right way to do it, but it was what I did. And it was um, when you hit the log that you were splitting, uh-huh. and you kind of turned, you kind of turned the blade a little bit. Pop it, yeah. And you and you basically pop the piece of wood off of it. And yeah. uh, I, man, I cut, I split a lot of wood like that. My, we had a fireplace, and my dad wanted a fire in the in the fireplace every night, all winter long. Huh. So you know how much wood you go through in a fireplace? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's this the was pre. It. This was pre. You know, back when oil was real cheap and didn't cost very much to heat a house, and yeah. and he just wanted a fire in the fireplace every night. And and I don't. We cut a ton of wood. Yeah. And I split a lot of it. Yeah. By hand. Well, that's and, uh, yeah, that's that was my experience too because mm-hmm. we lived out in the woods there, and um, you know we, there was a standing dead wood, you know, where the bark falls off. Um, there was yep. when I was a kid, elm. there was a lot of elm, red elm. 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 Yeah, that's what it was, elm, elm disease. Yeah, and so there was all kinds of trees like that, and so every year I'd have to cut down and split a couple of those. Yep. Um, and I that's how I paid for stuff now now right now what we're experiencing is all of our ash trees are dying um yeah you got that emerald ash borer or what have yeah you. and you know i i've i've cut a couple of those trees down and um my kid at his house cut down six huh. and brought them up to me and uh the the um bark shucks off it like just it just comes off of it hmm. and once that comes off it you realize why they're all dying so quickly 
is that bore, it doesn't bore straight into the wood. It just eats that little the bit. The cambrium. Yep. Yeah. The cambrium layer, be, and, and, and it literally eats it, like, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like little maze. Yeah. They're girdling the tree is what they're doing. They're, 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 they're not just girdling it. I mean, they're taking all of it. All, yeah. Up and down side. I mean, every every piece of that is eaten out of there, huh. and it just you see these, just these little trails, and it just I, it's the, the quickest way to kill a tree. I've I've not I've never seen a healthy tree die so fast. Huh. Literally six months. You've got leaves on the tree, and um, and then within a, like a month and a half, the the bark is shucking off of it. Hmm. So uh, it's 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 pretty scary. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with uh, our need for ash because they, I don't. There's nothing that kills it apparently. Yeah. I mean, you'd think that they could have developed something. It's so close to the surface. You think they could have developed some kind of spray to, to kill them off. Because hmm. yeah, I think that's not a, a that's not problem. something that's that's uh, that's one of those transplant from somewhere else. Yeah. Invasive species. Yeah, that's why they don't want you moving firewood from state to state, because you'll spread right. that crop. Yeah, as if that's going to make a difference. Well, we don't have it here. <laughs> you will. Well, eventually. You will. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. It was like the Dutch elm disease, you know. If you had two elm trees that were next to each other, you you lost them both. <laughs> you know, you see a lot of elm trees still in the middle. I've got an elm tree in my front yard. Hmm. And I had an elm tree in the middle of my farm. Right in the middle of it. There was nothing close to it. It was freaking 100 feet tall wow. or more. It was huge. But but the ash trees are all dying off. So no oh. more ash buckets. So they're going to have to figure out ash uh, ash baskets. They're going to have to figure out something else to make make those out of. Yeah. Well, have you, have you heard any knife news? Anything around the corner? Nah, it's, it's uh, the... Uh, What's going on right now is things are starting to everybody's starting to gear up for the holidays, okay. and things are starting to pick up. Um, I guess sales are are through the roof for a lot of companies uh-huh. right now, and uh, hunting season, Christmas season coming up. Yeah. So everybody's kind of exciting about that. Excited about that. Um, I'm just gonna pause this just for a second because my dog is driving me crazy here. So we're gonna right. just take a two second break. All right. That was funny. All right. That was funny. <laughs> He's snorting and stuff in the background. I was like, oh. Yeah, well, I don't want to annoy people with the weird sounds in the podcast. We've already gotten some comments about one particular episode. So, um, and we're back. Yep, we're back. <laughs> no more political ranting, sorry. Yeah, we, that's that's we kind of went off topic there. and Let's talk about some like cool knives <laughs> to cut people with. <laughs> to cut people with yeah like a scalpel oh <laughs> <laughs> no, I um i still have this what do you got i can't see it you don't have your lights on you're creeping back there or something is it creepy well no, i can't my... see you <laughs> i don't have any switches on these lights my hang on a second i guess i gotta turn the lights on in here all right can you see now yep you see this? Yeah. Oh, it's a gaucho. That's the one you want. 
Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, you know, I'm about to forge one of those. I might forge one tonight to let out some of these frustrations. What's that? That's this is a eight. This is a fallen even a two. Oh, it's got that. Uh, it's got a real uh, interesting blade shape there. Oh yeah, and that's sexy. Yeah, that's nice. This is this is a heck of a chopper. Yeah, I'm what is it about an eight inch blade on there? E- yep. It's how's the balance? A little forward of the blade there? Or? It's freaking awesome. Uh, I'm cool. gonna let you play with this when we go on our trip. I'm gonna let you play with this. Yeah. Because this is this is a this is a this is a knife. This is a knife. This is a a phenomenal chopper. Huh. And you know, this is the this is the sheath that I was telling you about that's kind of ambidextrous. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's a dangler sheath. Yeah. And what you do is you take this and you fold it down like this. Yeah, in the back there. And then you put a you put a belt keeper on the outside of it. And okay. so it actually rides fairly high on your belt. Yeah. Then real nice. Yeah. Uh, um have you been have you played at all with the blackjack uh have you had a chance to play with the blackjack? Uh... A little bit, um, not a huge amount. I'm taking it out this weekend. We my uh, we bought a weekend at a cabin on an auction. What's that? That's that's got to be the new. That's a blackjack, isn't it? Yes, this is the Jet Pilot Survival Knife by Blackjack. That's is it the one with the handle that's all crazy, or is it nor? Oh, so it's got a normal handle. Yeah, this is wow, a hidden. T- nice. This is a stick tang. Yeah. Or hidden tank. Yeah, I like that handle on yeah, that. This is you'll like this. This is a nice knife. Yeah, that's a sweetheart, and it's got a neat sheath that actually mollies into Molly gear. Okay. So when I was in the stand, I had it mollied in oh, over here. Nice on your on your pack on there. my vest. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're going you're going camping this weekend or yeah, to a we, cabin? Yeah, we bought a um, well, we rented we bid on a charity auction and got a cabin in the woods for the weekend. Oh, where at? Uh, just just south of town at a place called Gotch Park. Uh huh. But it's uh it's nice because the east and the west forks of the Des Moines River come together there, uh-huh. and if you fish off that point, you just catch monsters. Now, are you you know that brazier that you got when you were here? Yeah. Do you, have you used that? Yeah, it's awesome. It's it epic. works well. Yeah, yeah. It's epic. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. In fact, I probably I I gotta check out what they got out there. Um, we we leave tomorrow to go out there, but since we live so close, I can I'm just gonna scope it out and see what they got. But that if they don't have a ideal situation for me, I'm just gonna bring that, uh, make hot dogs for the kids and whatnot. Okay, so not to change the subject mm-hmm. from that, but on our snowmobile trip this winter. Yeah. Okay, Chance Sanders wants to go. All right. My friend Brian wants to go. Awesome. My youngest son Stephen wants to go. Sweet. So That's now we've got we've yeah. got we're having like an expedition here now. Yeah, we have it's, to have a, we'll have to bring my teepee and your wall tent. Yep. That's what I'm thinking. That many. Or maybe or maybe what I, we should do is get another another teepee like yours. Oh yeah, we could. And Somebody's got to have then, one. And then join them and then like join them together in the middle. You could do that. You you could just You'd um, you like snap the snaps together or something, make a big oval uh, like a. I'm not a sure twi- you could do it exactly that way, but I think um, you could. Uh, like do a Twin Peaks. Yeah, well, and then just have a. What you do is you just hang a tarp. You, you just stake a tarp out between them to have a, a passageway in between. 
and then you could close the doors at night and see, heat them separately. Oh, you don't you don't think you can? Uh, I don't think you, you can d- zip them. Snap together them together? Like that. Uh-uh. Oh, that'd not, be too not bad. Not on the Kifaroos. But um, but yeah, the the uh, we'll definitely need if all those people come, then we're definitely going to need two shelters. You know what? I, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking too is. Uh, how big is yours? Yours is a, yours is supposed to be twelve man, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. I mean, we could all we could all easily sleep in there. Um, it's just how close do you want to be to the next guy that's been eating beans all day and hasn't showered in a week? <laughs> you know, you, you could very comfortably fit six cots in there and all of our gear and not have any problem at all. But then the question becomes, where are you going to put the wood? Right. You know, but mo- right. most people that have those, they just they just heat them up at in the morning when they're getting up, you know, just to just to have uh, have it be warm when you go to put your clothes on. Are those are the titanium goat ones about the same price as the Kifru ones? I don't know. I I didn't price them or look at them really. Because really, my wall tent. Is a, only really two, maybe three guys at the most. Where it's your tent would be, yeah, it's not. Yeah, but it's a wedge. Okay. That's the thing is it's it's a wedge tent. It's twelve by twelve and it's but it's a wedge, so you can't really. Like my wife and I are real comfortable in it. Yeah. Um, but Nothing I don't cuts. know if you could put a half a dozen guys in there. No way, two guys max. Not on not on cots, anyways. Yeah, and then have your gear and enough wood. Yeah, you know, I think we'd probably need the two. You'd have to have the tent and then a, and then the teepee. And then, because you need a place to cook too, anyways. You need yeah. you need to have a spot. Can you cook on that little stove oh, yeah. that you have? Oh yeah, I've I've cooked on it. And then also we can run uh, we can run um little Coleman stove too in there, so you can have the you can cook on the top of the wood stove, and then we'll bring along a little one of those little Coleman stoves or whatever. Now addition. how big how big is your uh? Um, how big is the, uh, your flu on your the stove? The flu, I think, is like five or six inches when you get it all set up. So you, so we could take my big wood stove. Because I have, oh, yeah. did you see my my wood stove? Yeah, yeah. You could run that in there, that M, M whatever it is, M95 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah we could yeah. run that in there and just leave mine at home. It doesn't matter. Because that's uh, what I was thinking. Because that, cause that's big enough that like you can put a pot of water on it. It's hot all the time. Yeah. Well, my, mine's the same size. It's just... Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. I think. I mean, it's a full-sized... Um, it'll it'll heat that no problem, and you can cook on it. I mean, it'll fit a, a full-sized cast iron skillet on top. Oh, okay. It's just... It's just that, it, you know, it's... That's really... If you're trying to feed um, five or six guys on a wood stove, it's a little little bit hard unless it's like the you know the the full-size cabin wood stove and even then mm-hmm. but if we had if we just brought along a, a container of fuel and uh one of those uh actually because we'll be bringing unleaded gas along anyway mm-hmm. just bring one of those dual fuel uh coleman stoves and we'd be fine mm-hmm. that that and combined with a wood stove we'll, we'll be able to feed everybody no problem cool yeah cool that's something to think about and uh so, anyways, we gotta. That'll be kind of fun to do a do. I'm thinking the end of February. Yeah, it'll be good and cold. The end of February, the mid beginning of February, not the end of February. The end of January, the beginning of February, in yeah. that range somewhere. Sweet, yeah. Because it'll be, be good, good and cold. cold. Be a lot of snow, uh, and it'll be epic. Bears will be asleep. 
<laughs> Bears will be asleep. Yeah. Wolves won't. That's all right. They don't bother people usually, do they? Oh, yeah, they do. Well, we'll be armed. They eat people. Up there? Really? Oh, yeah. I yeah thought why wouldn't they? I thought it was like been over 100 years since somebody got gobbled up. So that's, they found that they know of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause... I, mean, I, I mean, I can't, I, you know, I can't fathom a creature like that not being aggressive toward humans. I just can't. I mean, they eat sheep. They eat dogs. Yeah. They eat cats. They eat everything. Well, and why? And, why do they? Why do they exclude humans from their, from their diet? Well, and I'd say ninety percent of humans are going to be a lot easier to bring yeah. down than any deer. Exactly. Know? Exactly. So in, in groups, it's, they probably wouldn't mess with us, though. No, I'm just. But what I'm saying is, I can never understand how people say, "Oh, there's never been any documented." It's like that they know that the, the whole key is, I think, the word documented. Yeah. I mean, usually if there's nothing left of you, you wouldn't know. Eh, you'd be little pellets. Yeah, There'd exactly. There'd be like a little wolf be... turd with a ring in it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your life had just turned to... <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Chief, I think uh, i got to go make dinner. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, so we need to sign this off. And, and uh, next time, we need to focus a little more on knives. Well, um, we gotta we gotta figure out what 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 knives to talk about. <laughs> yep, yep, and um, and we will definitely do that. We because I'm thinking I'm I'm today. I'm getting this I'm getting this thing about kitchen knives. I'm getting this feeling like we should be talking about kitchen knives. Me too, because they're the most expensive freaking knives in the whole world, and there's nothing to them. <laughs> yeah, and I I got a nice Japanese set that I should have shown you when you were here, but hmm. straight from Japan. Wow. Yep. Like it's, yep. And it's it, like magical over there. It's like a ninja makes your kitchen. Yep. Knife. Yep. Exactly. It always <laughs> cracks me up when you. Did you ever see the movie Kill Bill? Uh, I I've seen like little bits and pieces of it. When they talk about the sword. Uh. Uh-uh. They they you, you need to watch that because there's they talk about a, a a particular sword. Okay. And uh, it was made by a particular maker. And it's like the perfect sword. It's 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 pretty cool. It's when you when they talk about the sword, it's it's worth watching that. Okay, well I'll watch it. Anything else? Any other thoughts? Uh, not really. Send us your emails. Give us some questions. We like them. Uh, that's about it from my end. Yeah, same here. Let's sign off and then uh, and we'll we'll catch up in a couple days and. And uh, make sure that we're really on topic with uh, with knives. Um, we talked about a few things. We got a, talked about steak knives, axes, the F1. And, if and you my... if you get a chance, you watch that video. I watch will, the videos that are on that site. And the site guys that I'm talking about is uh, is is John Neiman. Is that what it is? Yeah, N E E M A N. John Neiman dot com. One word. Y- Yep, or Neiman Tools. No, it's just John. Well, geez, maybe it is Neiman Tools. <laughs> oh well, yeah, it's NeimanTools.com. Yeah, and it's and like I said, it's uh that is a um. It's a it's a website that until you see the prices on it, you want one. Yeah. You want every one of everything that's on there. 
because of the way the website and it's and it's something that a lot of our smiths need to to look at when they're when they're doing their websites and they're doing their stuff. I mean, it really does give you a warm and fuzzy when you look at this site. And when you watch the videos, the videos are are epic, are yeah. absolutely epic. When you'll get a kick out of them. Yeah. Well, somebody, I just just looking at the pictures on here, that they've got a photographer that knows what he's doing. Yep. You know, so I'm yep. sure the videos are of similar quality. Yep. And a, and a lot of our guys can learn from this. Uh, a lot of our people can learn from this because it, out of all of the I, I've not I've not been to a website recently that made me immediately want connected with this with this product. Yeah. And 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 when you you'll you'll see what I'm talking about when you watch those videos you'll know what I'm talking about. They have all of the elements. That's cool. So 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 check out this check out this site and uh, We'll we'll listen to some comments on it, and we'll see how many five hundred dollar axes they sell. Jeez! <laughs> <laughs> if you're spending five hundred dollars on an axe, man, I got this guy up the street that sells steel chainsaws. <laughs> that's that's about five hundred bucks for a huge home. You know, you know what I'd like to do one day, um, and I don't know if they still do it, but Grantsworth used to have a class on making log cabins. Oh, cool! Because they they have a. a, a they have a complete line of tools to shape logs. Yeah, adzes. You know, axes and all, and all that stuff. Yeah. Draw, draw knives and that. And this this other company sells draw knives too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they actually have a class so that you can learn how to use that stuff. And I've always wa- thought that I wanted to do that. That's cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. mind. Well, you, the way to do it is to to throw yourself into the into the mix go up to alaska right. with an axe <laughs> you'll yep. figure it out <laughs> oh yeah or you'll or you'll die one of the two right one of the two it's a it's a suicide mission baby <laughs> all right chief um until next time keep your uh keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper and we'll catch up with you in a couple days yep have fun have fun this weekend i will Yeah, take care. Yep, bye. Bye.